Well, hello, everybody. This is a special edition of Get Real with Rick Dancer. I understand you guys have a little snowstorm or an ice storm in the Willamette Valley. I have a son who lives in Portland and he has four trees on his house. Um, so I thought, you know, I don't know that much, but Bill London does from KPNW. So our sponsor tonight. <laughs> Dental caring and trusted Dr. Michael Bratlin, who gives every patient his cell phone number. How crazy is that? And he believes in your civil liberties and your dental health. He'll take care of your dental health so you can take care of your civil liberties. That's the way it works with Dr. Bratlin. So let's get Bill London on here. So Billy, um, Hi. you've been, you're, I understand because you live in the Corvallis area that you're like sleeping. You're sleeping at KPNW on the couch. Uh, not on the couch. Actually, I'm in my makeshift bedroom. Here, I'll show it to you. Oh, look at you. Yeah, there, if you, there we go. That's, <laughs> that's, so, uh, that's where I'm sleeping. There's this, I, this right here is the bag of clean clothes that I was going to put on after I got a shower across the street yesterday. And I got over there. And I was so happy because for the first time in a couple of days, I was going to take a hot shower. I turned the shower on and it was just barely dribbling. No. And it was just, and the, the, yes, the shower has prostatitis. It's just, just this, just <laughs> the smallest of dribbling. You couldn't even wash your hands underneath it. it you know, was, I can totally relate to that as a 64 year old male. <laughs> it's just like, Oh man, it totally crushed me. I was, I was so looking forward to the shower. It's just like, oh well. Crap. So have you been just you've been just living and breathing this stuff since when? Uh, Sunday afternoon. Wow. So tell me what what's the situation? So I've had all kinds of people writing me with questions. I mean, I looked on the Camp Creek Facebook page, and it looks like a war zone out there. Um, looks like that everywhere. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, Springfield is an absolute disaster area. Really? Uh, Eugene, there are areas of it that it's just utter carnage. So what happened was, so we get this ice storm last Friday night uh, and into Saturday morning. And I got up, you know, I don't know, it was like eight o'clock or something. And I wander out on the front porch and I'm thinking to myself, oh, look, it snowed. So I had to do what I always do when it snows. I go out to my car to scrape some snow off, make a snowball and toss it at the, the mailboxes. And it's three inches of what looks like snow that is actually just rock hard ice. Wow. And it covered the roads. It covered the houses, it covered the trees, the plants, everything. I got in the car. Uh, I decided Sunday that I was going to try to fight myself in before, you know, I wanted to get there before it got dark because I didn't know what the highway was going to be like Monday morning trying to commute it, you know, the crack of, oh my God. So I drove in and everything, it was very slick on 34, but okay. Got an I-5, everything was fine. I'm traveling south. I'm thinking, this is great. Pretty much doing the speed limit. Everybody else is. It's fine. And about the Harrisburg exit, everything went to utter hell. Really? And slick, uh, semis, jackknifed in the median, on the side of the road, cars spun out, spinning out. 
at that point, traffic was traveling probably about 10-ish miles an hour. And that's on the interstate in Oregon. Yeah. That is south of the Harrisburg exit on I-5. Wow. And it was like that all the way into Eugene, uh, the Delta, or I-105, because they come, you know, take I-5 to I-105, hop on I-105, follow it in towards the Valley River Center, take the ramp off onto the Delta, which was even worse, and finally got to the radio station. And there had been power outages that had been going on throughout starting, I guess it was mostly Saturday morning, but they were, with a couple of exceptions, limited in scope. And what I mean by that, at the time, I think, eWeb had something like 5,000 customers that were out. And that number would go up and down over a couple of days. They would get some on and a few more trees would come down and take out some lines. Um, Springfield was considerably worse, but not as bad as things ended up yesterday. What happened yesterday? Well, what happened yesterday was that about noon, uh, a wet system came through and the temperature outside was about 27 degrees. The expectation was that it was going to come down as freezing rain, but it didn't. So what you had was just plain rain that was coming down and the rain was warm. And when it would hit the pavement, it would kind of melt it a little bit and then it would freeze over in a solid glaze. The trees, of course, hitting the ice on the trees immediately froze, added even more weight to the trees. And by, oh, I don't know, six o'clock last night, what was 3,000 customers out for uh, eWeb had gone to about 7,000. And then by about 10 or 11 o'clock last night, it had gotten up to about 19,000. And then this morning, when I got up, it was 26,000 customers. That's just eWeb. So that's, that's just eWeb. So east of Springfield, out in Camp Creek, we were eWeb. Right, exactly. And then you've got all of Eugene. So Springfield's on sub. How is sub doing? Not very well. Um, what happened, it's, well, according to, and I talked to, I've talked to sub a couple of times today. The storm yesterday took out the backbone of the, the grid. Um, and we're talking about the BPA transmission lines, uh, a lot of poles uh, for about a two mile stretch fell down um, in the area right near Main Street. Uh, Thurston was had been pretty much without power. That took even more lines down. And so what's been happening since Saturday was power crews have been out to all the areas down here. I mean, you've got all of the main Lane Electric, Sub, EPUD, uh, Pacific Power, EWeb, Blotchley Lane. They've all been out trying to deal with this. And what happened, the, the progress that they'd made yesterday afternoon, it was all of the progress that was made was wiped out and then more problems on top of it. 
at right now, Sub is saying that they don't expect to have the power on in Springfield to be able to start re-energizing the areas that are out until, uh, well, next Wednesday. What? A week from today? Yes. yes. And I'm going to just throw a little bit more into that. Today in the, uh, I think it was about 11 o'clock or 1030, they, uh, because of the power outages and stuff, they lost some pressure in the water system, which means that about half of Springfield is under a boil water notice now. And the question is, how do you boil water if you don't have any power? And the answer is, if you got propane, do that. Otherwise, get bottled water if you can find it. Thank God we still have natural gas, huh? Yeah, I have said that a few times. I wonder if the Eugene City Council is running around with their tail between their legs going, you know, maybe maybe you better not be cutting off energy sources when we when we need stuff like this. What What's it doing to schools? Sandra Lynn on here wants to know, how's it impacting the schools? <laughs> there aren't any. Oh, oh, it's like COVID again. <laughs> yeah. No, every school in Lane County and every school district, every charter school, every private school, they've all, they're all closed. Um, the University of Oregon closed, OSU closed up in Corvallis, all the Benton County schools closed, uh, Oregon State University campus, all of the camp I for Lane Community College, Lynn Benton Community College, Bushnell Pacific. There is not a school that's open in Lane County. What's really interesting, you get just across just like, oh, I don't know, three or four miles south of Cottage Grove. Everything's dandy. I remember that from another ice storm we had when I lived there. Um, it was it was like, but I think at the time, even Cottage Grove had, it was, it was just the way the valley sits mm-hmm. like that. And, and so Roseburg is fine. And, oh, and, yeah. and uh, the only school district that's been affected by this in Douglas County was Yoncala, which, as you well know, is not all that far past, uh, not all that far past Cottage Grove. Cottage Grove has been completely dark since Saturday. So when did they think eWeb, you talked about Springfield, so that's Springfield Utility Board could be next Wednesday before everybody has their power on. What about eWeb? They won't say. Because I've had a lot of emails from people going, why don't they have enough crews? So that, that you're explaining that is because this just keeps getting worse and worse, that the outages are right. just not so, going. So, you know, one of the interesting things is all of these smaller utilities don't have a whole lot of crews. Because if you have crews, when they're not working, you still have to pay them. And so, you know, they have smaller crews than, say, Pacific Power, which has an army of crews. What's happening is that they're hiring contract crews that are coming in and also uh, different utility districts. And this is for all of the utilities that are down here that I mentioned earlier. They're getting in what we've had. We've got crews that are coming down from Tacoma, Washington. We've wow. got. Uh, and further south uh, crews coming in from Tillamook. I'm just trying to remember all of them off the top of my head, but they're kind of coming in from all over the place trying to come up and help. You know, one of the the things a lot of people have been complaining about, you know, the clearing of the roads. Um, all of the down trees in the roads and how long it's taken to get the stuff cleared. 
part of the thing is, is that the public works crews, in particular in Eugene and also uh, Springfield, they're out actually working on site with the utility crews to help clean stuff up so they can clear the way so they can get in and do the job of trying to get poles back up, get lines back up, uh, you know, reset transformers and all the good stuff that goes along with that. Just about every one of the utilities that I mentioned to you have all lost their main feeders to Bonneville Power. Wow. So Elizabeth says, Cresswell is mostly without power. The 76 gas station is on a generator. Yeah. Yes. And Bimart is on a generator and open. So mm -hmm. how many do you have any idea, like in Lane County, how many people are without power? Probably well over 100,000. A hundred thousand, probably and well it, over that. If you if you not, look at if you look at right now, last I looked, twenty three thousand was the number that we were almost twenty four thousand customers without power. That's just eWeb, um, and you figure, okay, a customer that's like okay at my house, that's three people, and some people's that's four people. So you take that, you look at Springfield, which has thousands of uh, customers without power, you factor into it, Cottage Grove, Cresswell, all the outlying areas, Benita, uh, Junction City, Harrisburg, and you're, you've got to be in excess of 100,000 people. And so is it starting to warm up at all? Because I mean, that yeah. was... Yeah, it's starting to warm up. We're right now about 40 degrees. <clears throat> we got finally hit 33 degrees last night at about midnight um but, but you know it sucks it's just like to be to be without power because we did this for a week um a few years ago and there's that big snowstorm we had we had trees go down and camp creek we didn't get the power on for a week and it was all we had was propane stove and a propane fireplace so i get up in the morning run out there turn them on and then go back to bed and then wait and then you go out there and you'd stand by them and have your coffee and it sounds really romantic for about an hour and then after four days and five days, I'm sure people are just fit to be tied. Well, they are. Um, it's, you know, and then there were people that were not prepared for this. And when Safeway opened up in Cottage Grove, I guess it was like the Oklahoma land rush yesterday. And they cleared everything out, uh, bottled really? water, bread, frozen foods, all the meat. And then uh, Bymart opened up a little bit later, and it was a rush there. And then uh, the last one to open up was Walmart on generators. And it was funny because we must have gotten a dozen emails. Walmart is open. They have bread. And my understanding, <laughs> Don't loaf. Don't yeah, loaf. Get down there. Yeah. And my understanding was they got cleaned out. You couldn't find propane to save your life. And... I know that one of our listeners up in uh, or down in Cottage Grove, they were realized that they were going to lose all the food in their freezer. So um, the guy sent his wife around to knock on all the neighbors' doors to come over to his place. He fired up the the propane grill and fed everybody breakfast this morning. All you could eat. Uh, Cassie Quimby says, "Yeah, they all came to drain, cleaned out, raised, no bread, no eggs, super low on milk." 
So how are you guys operating? You, you on a generator there at the radio station? Our area, surprisingly, we have not lost power. Almost everything to the south, east, and north of us have, and a portion to the west, but this little enclave right here hasn't. And the only thing that I can chalk it up to is that there are no above ground lines over in this particular area. So for people that don't know, Bill's over by the, in the Darth Vader buildings over by uh, Valley close River Center. Yeah. Yeah. Close to that area. So um, that it sounds like Valley River Center might be, right. um, they'll be, don't tell people they'll be camping. Oh, it's warm at Valley River Center. Everybody's like has a big camp out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some of the restaurants over there have opened. Texas Roadhouse has been open. Elmer's has been open. Uh, you know, the, so it's conceivably, been hit conceivably, this could be another week uh, from today before it, it's better for most people. So slowly people will start coming on, but it's going to be slow, isn't it? Oh, very slow. Well, you've got essentially they spent several days doing all the work to have it undone in an afternoon and then multiplied um, on top of that. And I mean, we still have, I mean, just in our parking lot alone, uh, earlier this morning, we had a tree go down in our parking lot. And nice. it's just as, you know, and if we get the winds that are forecast with 30 mile an hour gusts, it's gonna be carnage. When is that supposed to hit? Well, it's supposed to hit any time between now and sometime later on this evening. Um, uh, fortunately, Julie, I, fortunately, it hasn't. And <clears throat> fingers crossed that it doesn't. And I hope that the weather service is wrong. Julie writes in and says the governor declared a state of emergency for Lane County. Is that that's true? Yeah. The Lane County Board of Commissioners last night at five o'clock voted unanimously to declare a county emergency. But it has to then be. I guess, if you will, certified by the governor uh, to allow them to get state funding, to allow them to go after federal funding and the like. And one of the stipulations is they have to be able to prove that there's over $2 million worth of damage that has been done by a particular event to be able to make the declaration. And then, of course, like I said, then the governor has to okay it. And it was last night verified or certified by the governor, the, but yes. And uh, there were a couple of other counties too. Uh, I think it was Washington County. And I can't remember the other ones off the top of my head. Uh, Terry says that the wind's hitting right now in the hills of Elkton. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, um, one of the, we've had areas of 126 closed from just um, west of Benita, almost all the way out to Mapleton. And it's all been down trees and lines. Same goes with Highway 36 out of Junction City. And those areas have been really hard hit. You know, the thing is, you you can find out pretty easily when a highway has been closed, when I-5 has been closed, but you have all of those other roads and arterials like Territorial yeah. uh, that run off of that. And as the calls were coming in this morning, hey, Lawrence Street, oh, I can't get through on territorial. I mean, you don't even hear about that stuff. So it's a lot worse than just 
126 is closed for 30 miles. Thomas says he lives east of Forest Grove or Forest Grove, Cottage Grove, and they're looking at a possible 10 days without power. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. He may be on what lane electric. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have been, that's a long time. I mean, that's miserable because what I think people don't understand in, in the city, especially don't understand about people in the country is in, in the city, when the power goes off, you still usually have water. Um, but in the country, when the power goes off, you have this thing called a well and it runs on a thing called electricity. And when you don't have electricity, you don't have water, you don't have light, you don't have heat. Um, so there's a lot of people living in rural Lane County that are really probably suffering. A lot of people living in a lot of places that are really yeah. suffering. I mean, even How's in, the South Hills and, and all that area. Uh, pretty much carnage. Yeah, I would imagine. <clears throat> so, Bill, what's... Um, how do people find out more? So you guys, Bill is at KPNW, 590 AM on your dial. I uh, know, um, 1120 KPNW. 1120. I'm li- I listen to 590 here, which is <laughs> the radio station in Montana. Sorry. Um, so 1120 KPNW, and you're mm-hmm. doing this. How Are you there, like, giving updates? Because I think there's nothing more frustrating. I remember Kathy and I sitting there. You call the eWeb line. Nobody answers. Nobody answers because they can't. But you have no idea when this is going to be over. And you're just, it, that's the hardest part is not knowing, I think. Right. Um, you know, we ran the show uh, longer than usual this morning. Normally we'd be off the air at nine and we just continued on for quite a while. Um, we're doing uh, reports at the top and the bottom of the hour. Uh, some of them are going on for 10 to 15 minutes, depending on, you know, what there is to update. So that's been going on and will go on, you know, probably the rest of today. I'm hoping that I might be able to get back to Paloma for at least a few hours, if not overnight tonight, just to sleep in my own bed and get a shower. But um, we've been doing top and bottom of the hour, fairly extended broadcasts all day long. Okay. So we're trying to keep up on it. You know, that's one thing that I will say is that a lot of these utilities are using social media and the internet to try and get the word out, which is all fine and good. If you have internet. (laughs) If you have internet, that's one of the other problems. Internet's gone down. Uh, We've had areas where cell coverage has gone down. Um, You know, if you don't have power, good luck firing up your computer. Um, And... You know, if you don't have cell coverage, well, you're not going to be able to, to get on your smart device and find out what's going on. And I think, you know, after this, that there may be a number of these agencies and utilities that might rethink the way that they're trying to get their information out. Yeah, I, I saw a lady on the Camp Creed page saying, thank God I got Starlink because she was have she was watching TV. She had Internet, the whole bit. So um, somebody on here said. Uh, Cassie, I think that's how it's Quimby said, yes, we really appreciate the longer show this morning. Thank you, Bill. You're welcome. People are looking for information. So uh, find a way to get to 1120 KPNW and, and, and watch it there. And, oh my gosh, I I did talk to Dr. Bratlin when I told him I was going to do this show with you. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I'm opening tomorrow because I've been closed for two days and I need to get back to work. So apparently, if you have an appointment with Dr. Bratlin, 
Uh, don't use your cell phone number that he has that he gives everybody. <laughs> Just show up for your appointment and he'll be there. So um, is there anything I haven't asked you, Bill? Uh, <laughs> well, not that I can think of. I mean, we pretty much pretty much covered everything. I think what's, you know, coming down the line, uh, you know, and I'm really interested to see how this works out is there's going to be a lot of insurance claims. Yeah there's going to be a lot of insurance claims. And I think too, there may be a little bit of a discussion with not only our utilities, but the city of Eugene, which has a number of requirements that if you put a building in, you have to have so many trees on it at so far a distance apart, and you are given a choice of the type of trees you can grow. Well, most of those trees are down. And if they're not down, they've broken off. And I'm beginning to wonder, because I know in other states when they've had situations like this, that the spring after, uh, and I think, I think North Carolina is one that comes to mind, the utilities went out and literally cut every tree down that was along their power lines. I mean, how many times are we going to go through this? I mean, this is deja vu. This is just the worst case of deja vu. Right. I remembered like anything when this happened the last time and it was, you know, the same, but we were a week and it was the same thing. I think the other thing that cities, especially Eugene needs to look at is, you know, what's the only heating source most people have if they don't have a generator right now, propane and natural gas. So what in the hell are you looking at getting rid of something like that for? Um, you need to rethink your your uh, your social stand because the reality of it is um, that's the only thing that works when the electricity goes out. Well, that in wood stoves. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other yeah, the other thing they control. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's it's a big eye opener, but you hope that they keep their eyes open long enough uh, to not shut them and go back to daydreaming again. Well, it's not daydreaming; it's virtue signaling. Yeah. It's complete virtue signaling and in a state, you know, the other thing it really does remind you of you sit here because, you know, being in Montana, we're not dealing with this, but I'm watching. It's breaking my heart watching my friends and online and stuff. And you go, could you imagine how easy it would be to take out the, the United States, just destroy the power grid? You, you, you know, that we we have got to figure out, you know, what when things happen. <clears throat> it, it this this is this shows our vulnerability really because we have no internet we have you know if you had if you took out a whole area you'd have they'd have no communication with people whatsoever yeah and i mean we've we've become very very dependent on digital technologies which aren't exactly as hardened as the old systems of uh that we had in the past and you know, I mean, today, I can't tell you how many people were calling. It's like, you know, I've never listened to your radio station before, but you're the only people on that are doing anything. It's like, and we're doing it the old fashioned way. Radio never went away. It's just the airwaves, right. kids. Right. Um, it's, yeah, there's definitely you, a weakness here. And when more and more of the emergency service and emergency communications go to digital internet and the like, I, I honestly believe uh, the more vulnerable that we are. Yeah, I think people need to to contact. Uh, next time these issues come up, get involved and contact somebody. Um, 
So, well, Bill, there's a ton of other questions I'd ask you about other things like, hey, have you seen how the, the media is covering uh, Trump's big win in the Iowa caucuses? <laughs> but that would just get us into a whole nother topic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you know, for doing. Go ahead. No, I was just I was just going to say, yeah, you know, the Iowa caucuses happened and which was what, Monday, Tuesday? I don't know. What day are we? Uh, we're on they, Wednesday. And, and Wednesday. And they happened. And at one point in the evening, I was just going quickly through my news feed and I was like, oh, yeah, the caucus was today. Oh, Trump won. OK, <laughs> I was, I'm so I'm so stuck with this other stuff. It was just one of those. Oh, it's just like a passing thought. You got your own storm to deal with. Right. Well, well, the vice president was on The View today, so there's a whole headline for you. <laughs> and, you the know, the thing news. is, she is one of the few people that can make herself look horrible when she's sitting there having a conversation with people that adamantly support her. She's, <laughs> it's like, how do, you, how do you manage to screw that up? <laughs> well, she did. She just made a comment that she's very worried if the president becomes the president again, not not Biden, but the other one. So you'll have to look at the headlines when you get time. You don't have time now. Heather says she lives in West Eugene, had no power, no propane, no or generator. She's boiling water with candles and oven racks. That's creative. <laughs> I like I like her. She's I, I don't know if she's married or not, but if if it's just, you know, she's got a boyfriend or, you know, somebody that's, uh, you know, maybe engaged. That's a keeper. She's yeah. a keeper. She's smart. She's, and she's, she's and, romantic, yeah. and romantic at the same time. Right. All right. Let's <laughs> boil some water over candles. I love it. Wink, wink. <laughs> I love All it. Right. London, KPNW, thank you so much for joining us tonight. All right. Well, you have right, a great rest of your evening. All right. Go get us some sleep. See you later. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Again, Bill London. So you guys, if you are, if you have access to radio um, on there, uh, KPNW 1120, um, Bill is keeping people uh, up to date with what's going on. And honestly, I mean, I will say this with um, no apprehension at all. He's the only guy in the, the market in Eugene area, Springfield, I'd say in Western Oregon, who is a real newsman and does real news and really contacts people and gets the latest information. I would trust anything you said. And uh, you know, he's going to get whatever. And he, and he asks the same questions you and I ask, which is what a news, a good news person is all about. Doesn't regurgitate, which is what most news people do today. Uh, there's been a special show provided for you for Dr. Michael Bratman, Chris Dental. Uh, he will be open tomorrow. <laughs> He's the dentist who cares about news, cares about information, cares about freedom, cares about your civil liberties, and he cares about your dental care. He'll take care of your dental care so that you can take care of your civil liberties. I'm Rick Dancer. Share this on your page so other people who may not know what's going on will know. Um, we'll talk to you guys later. Um, I have some really great podcasts if you're new to our show. Uh, we are airing broadcasts every Thursday. They go live at 6 o'clock Montana time. That's 5 o'clock your time. Uh, this week, I have a gentleman whose two young sons drown, and the story of his redemption and the life is just absolutely amazing. So that he's from La Grande, Oregon. That goes on uh, tomorrow night at six o'clock, and then I've got uh, the following week the bearded, 
social worker out of Enterprise, Oregon. He and I talk about what he's seen since COVID uh, in terms of mental health in rural Oregon. In fact, the most part, probably one of the most rural sections of Oregon, uh, Wallowa County. So we're going to talk about that. So all kinds of stuff going on. Um, and check out our website, rickdancer.com, um, where I'm on TikTok. We do lives on TikTok. It's uh, five o'clock um, Mondays and Wednesdays. So that's coming up tonight on Wednesday. And that, those are super fun. And um, also on Discord. You can find me on Discord as well. All right. Talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye-bye.